What's up, guys? I'm Sean Lights Out Merriman, and you're listening to the Charged Up Bolt Podcast. Thanks for listening. Here's what's coming up this week on the Charged Up Bolt Podcast. I thought we were talking Eurovision. What are we schedule? I don't care about schedule release. <laughs> yes! Eurovision! Anyways, you uh, uh, robbed in Eurovision, can I just point out? Ukraine, yes. for the political voting every year, yes, don't get me started. Ukraine won for a simple vote. And this is not even a conversation! Look. Hello and welcome to and this week we're going to talk about the schedule. Schedule, 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 one of the two. Um, so, you know, the, the draft in the bag, we're getting ready for, it's the lull period of the NFL now. It's quiet, but not as far as the charges go. What's happened? We're going to be talking about Zach Bailey claimed off of waivers. We're going to be talking about the signing of Morgan Fox and we're going to be breaking down into chunks the charges schedule release. Schedule release. It must be the the least exciting thing to do with the charges. Oh yeah. What, what are you on about? Hang on. First of all, who's this imposter on my television set without any charges gear on? Right, ten dollar fine straight away for the new season. Outrageous. Are you genuinely interested? Oh, everyone goes. Oh my god, it's going to be the release of the schedule. We're going to find out who we're playing. We what? We're playing NFL teams at some point. Hang on. Hang on. Raiders opener. Easy. Chiefs. Beat them 50 burger, followed by the Raiders, which I might be going to, and then at Easton 4 0. I mean, what more could you not get excited about, Bez? We, we'll play them and beat them at some point. I don't care what order it's in, I don't really care when the bye week is. Um, well, let's have a let's let's start with that. Let's before we get on to the, the players, let's let's get this schedule rubbish out of the way. So the charges start, uh, Raiders. We're we not doing introductions today, I guess. Oh, no. yeah. Everyone knows know who, who we are. are. Everyone knows who, who's we are. Bez, Bez jumps in and just starts doing his thing, and and the whole the whole podcast is is just gone downhill. Yeah, I've had I've had holiday. I've been to Devon, mate. I've I've, I've been <laughs> on my jollies, and I don't even know what day of the week I, it is. I told him two minutes ago he was hosting today. He's made a right ash of it. Twenty dollar fine. <laughs> Twenty dollar fine. I am joined by three other Chargers fans that you have heard before and again. So <laughs> let's go to John in California. We you know the schedule is Raiders, then the Chiefs, Jaguars, and Texans. That's an interesting opening four games for the Chargers. Boshaw, what do you reckon? I thought we were talking Eurovision. What are we, schedule? I don't care about schedule release. <laughs> yes, Eurovision. Anyways, uh, we were robbed in Eurovision, can I just point out? Ukraine, yes. political voting every year. Yes, don't get me started. Ukraine won for a sympathy vote. And this is not even a conversation. <laughs> Look, the fact, that you got more, the fact that you got more than zero points is, is pretty much a, is, is good for you. you so that's all. I'd rather be sat in a Raiders jersey than talk about this Eurovision nonsense. It's the biggest become... night of the year. Bigger than become, Super Bowl. Listen, guys, let me just tell you. When I become the Prime Minister of the UK, I will be voting. I'll be holding a referendum to get this nonsense scrapped. Outrageous. Look, it's huge. We know it overshadows the NFL and, and, and Eurovision night is big. I was on a stag Listeners, do I've got to apologise. Listeners, we watched Eurovision on a stag do. That's how big it is over here. So, uh, you know, s- stick, stick that in your charges branded hat. Right, you're all you're all twenty dollar fines. There's you're up to forty dollars already. We haven't even started the new season. Yet. Dan, back me up. It's a big thing. Yeah, the biggest. Yes, every year without fail. 
mate. You're outnumbered, yo. We're watching it in the States. My ears are bleeding. Will Ferrell did a movie about it. How how much bigger can you What about the American Song Contest, though? Yeah, that's a thing that happened. I just saw that. That thing's awful. I'm not going to lie. I'm in the middle of a horror show. (laughs) This is like an early early Halloween episode of the Charge of Bolts podcast. It was won by Alexa, (laughs) a K-pop artist from Oklahoma. What more do you need? Why have I not seen this? With equally blue hair, might I just add. (laughs) Even my wife shut the man cave door because you lot talk about Eurovision. What is going on? Mate, (laughs) Australia are in it. And I've heard rumours yeah. that you, you, the US is going to get an invite and it's just going to explode and we're going to be... I'll, this podcast will become a Eurovision podcast. I'd be very interested to see what happened if the US got an invite. I don't... I just... Yeah. I feel like they would become the new, like, no one's going to vote for the US kind of thing, so... <laughs> <laughs> I'd love that. I'd revel in it. There's seriously Yuppa. a conspiracy, yeah. Yeah, and conspiracy. then the French would come on with their points and they'd be like, hey, we are United States. And no American would know what was going on. <laughs> Honestly, it would be the worst because like all the other countries come up and they, they'll sing in their own language. They'll do their own thing. It's wonderful. And they always are like, you know, a, a lot of times they'll try to say like it was in Italy this year. So they'll try in Turin. So they'll say, oh, they'll say, you know, awesome job, Italy, blah, blah, blah. The U.S. is going to go over there to whatever country they're in. And they're going to be like, thank you all for inviting us. And people are going to be like, yeah, get off the stage. Where's the y'all, speak, y'all speak funny over here, huh? Where's the meat button? Right, can we get on and talk about some NFL? No, no, I don't want to talk about NFL. This, this, is, a, this is an official Eurovision contest now. I'm sorry, this, yes. is, this is all we're going to talk about. We should probably have just done a bunch of Eurovision podcasts and just sprinkled them in there and just let, <laughs> let, let, let Waz's brain explode. <laughs> Absolutely love it. All right, all right, I'll humor you, Waz. Why what do, do I feel think? like this is set up? <laughs> Mate. So the Chargers have Raiders Chiefs interdivisional to open up. That's that's pretty big, followed by Jaguars, Jaguars, um, and then the Texans. Uh, that's, that's an interesting quartet to start the season. I don't want to lose them all. Right? You got to go two and two, right? I mean, this at the very least, you got to go two and two. I think three and one should be the expectation. Um, just the way this, all the hype, all the money, everything that's in that direction, three and one should be the expectation, and four and zero is a possibility. Like I don't know if I would have come on here last year, and definitely not the year before, and said, "Oh, four and zero with that kind of uh, the schedule would be, you know, something that would definitely be a possibility." But I think very real, right? It's very real. So there's no reason why we can't expect at least three and one or four and zero. Worst case scenario should be two and two. If this team starts anything less than two and two. Uh, it's going to be a disaster. So um, I'd have but, to disagree. Um, I would have to say we need to be three and one. I think the Raiders, the fact that we've got the Raiders, look, there's going to be some unhappy people in the Chargers locker room uh, still hurting over that um, loss last season. Uh, and then the Chiefs, we always run them uh, close anyway. We should be beating Jaguars on home turf, especially if I'm going to be there. And we owe Houston big time. So I think three and one. Um, is is highly plausible and the most realistic. Do you reckon, Dan? Yeah, I think three and one is the most likely. Uh, as John said, two and two is kind of the the bottom. Like two and two, I wouldn't. I'd be disappointed, but I wouldn't be like, oh no, that's the end of the world. Because I mean, the rest of the games, which we'll get to, not really that scary. So two and two, I'd be happy with three and one. I kind of expect 4 and yeah. 0 would be fantastic. Well, we're going 4 and 0. I'm telling you right now. Here he is. He's I am telling up. you right now, we are going 4 and 0. 
I've been thinking about this since the draft. I've looked. I've said we, we arguably have had the best upgrades of, of any roster in the league. It's hard to disagree with that. And you have to add the fact that Staley's bringing in people that know his scheme. Yes. So what you tend to have each season is a betting in period. Mistakes, errors, learning the scheme, blown coverages. Staley's bringing in people that know it and succeed in his way. So we should start faster than most teams. So I'm with was 4-0, and baby. And we have got the X Factor on our roster. Donald Parham Jr. My I mean, boy. just in her. <laughs> no, seriously. Um, I, there's, there's, look, no disrespect to Jaguars in Houston. We should be wiping the floor with them. Oh, some disrespect. Re- I think we, <laughs> a sprinkling. Down. Yes, a sprinkling. I think we'll go and really try and hurt the Raiders for what happened. And we always have a good game with the Chiefs. So that's, you know, I don't look, Chiefs have, have, have made some great signings. Raiders have got Devontae Adams. So what? They've actually got to get the football to him. He's going to get nailed. Mr. Derek Carr is going to get sacked more time. I'm going for four sacks. He's got that money. Four sacks. It's going to be good. It's good. I'm really upbeat. I can't. I just can't wait for the new season to start. I'm so excited about the Chargers this season. But it's going to be a tough schedule, which we'll go on to later on, won't we, Bess? Well, we're, we're in giddy season. We're in optimism, hope. But, but you know, it is... Fourth and Staley, fourth and Tlesco. We have to come out fast. Um, the next four, I think we have a week eight bye. So the next four are critical to go into that bye. Uh, three, sorry. Um, which is Browns, Broncos, and the Seahawks. Um, interesting trio. Browns change a quarterback. Have to see how, how that works out for them. Broncos coming with quarterback from Seattle. Seattle coming with a quarterback Denver, so it's going to be confusing who we're actually playing each week. Um, three games to go into the bye. John, where are you going? Um, so interestingly enough, if this had been if we had these three teams last year, I would have said, okay, one and two is a real possibility. Uh, real tough teams, maybe, uh, maybe even zero oh and three because you know, Denver is always a tough out for us sometimes. However, this season with all the shakeup. I just don't see, especially with Watson potentially going to be suspended either either still for this game, or yeah. he might even be he might even be freshly back for this game, right? So he's had played zero real snaps because of suspension. So a suspension is looming. I'm I'm pretty positive that's going to happen for Watson. Oh, yeah. So I think the Bill or Browns team are going to have a little bit of dysfunction, a little bit of issue. I mean, heaven forbid for them they've got Baker Mayfield playing and then he's got to play and then he plays well what if he plays and gets them like five and oh or something right that and then now watson's back do you bench watson for mayfield who's got the team playing five and oh like that could be a real disaster for them mm-hmm. um so i honestly i think the browns i think the browns is i mean again it's not no guaranteed wins but i think the browns is a, is a pretty good shot to win i think seattle's i mean i don't even know if drew Locke's gonna win that job i mean geno smith is there he may be the quarterback and, and i'll be honest with you Playing any team with Geno Smith or Drew Locke does not really bother me. Okay. Yes, they've got elite wide receivers, but I don't really am worried about the quarterback position. Run there, they really like to focus on the run game, but Chris Carson just maybe he may have to retire from that neck injury. And then Rashad Penny, who's never been a thing, is never going to be a thing, might be their number one running back. You leave the Aztec running back alone. No, I, I'm sorry. He's just, he's just, he's not a thing. It's just not going to happen. So I just, I don't think Seattle is going to be much of a problem. Uh, unfortunately, though, Denver is going to be a big problem, right? That they've, they've really upgraded their game. Russell Wilson is a gamer. Um, I know I've seen some people talk about the fact that Russell Wilson has never beat the Chargers 
that's great, you know, and talking stuff like that is great and all, but I don't think that applies as a whole new Russell Wilson, a whole new team, a team that's likely not going to handcuff Russell by making him run the ball 70% of the time, like they did, they were doing in Seattle. So I'm really worried about that Denver game, but I think, I think realistically coming out of that stretch of three games at two and one, um, and then hopefully maybe being three and one from the games before that, that could have us somewhere right about five and two after seven games. That's five and two is not a bad start. I'd at say all. that. Yeah. Yeah. Five and two would be bad. I and mean, honestly though, we could beat Denver. We can beat Kansas city. I mean, I have someone, someone very smart was, was implying that they might be doing, uh, they might sweep Kansas city this year. So, I mean, I guess it could be seven and zero going into the break. I mean, how huge would that be? Seven and zero going into a bye week. That would be amazing. So yeah, those three games, I think depending on how the first four go, those three games could be real difference makers in the trajectory of the, of the season for the team. Done. I can't can't disagree with what John has said there. All three teams are beatable. All three teams have quarterback questions that something's new, something may not immediately start working. Each of those starters, as they are, have questions about them. Has Russell Wilson still got it? Is Watson going to be allowed to play? Should he be allowed to play? No. Um and what is going on in Seattle? So, as, as I alluded to um, five minutes ago, I'm not really that concerned with really much before the bye. I think our toughest games should be those first two games. And then the rest of our opening schedule. I'm obviously looking at it with rose-tinted glasses, but pretty, pretty okay with it. Yeah, that, actually, I'll tell you what. Let's um, turn the red light off then. We won't. <laughs> I love it, but still, still, five and two is kind of a the the kind of target. But it could, I, I could see it going a couple of games either way of that. So three and four would be less than desirable. So I wouldn't want to go into the bye with a losing record. Um, It'd be horrific. Yeah, five and two is it's achievable. We winning them all was right. Can everybody see what I'm holding up there? A charger. It's a UK three-pin charger, correct. Now, if you've ever stood on one of these, it hurts more than anything in the world. That's exactly how every single team is going to feel when they play the chargers from weeks one to seven. We're going to nail that entire lot. Dan, you're right. The first two games in this schedule are the hardest. We'll get through that. Browns, not worried about. Broncos, I'm not worried about. Seahawks, I'm not worried about. Chargers are going to bye week 7-0. and Now, you all think I've lost the plot. I haven't lost the plot because it's going to get a bit messy Did you in have the second the phase. I, well, look, I'm <laughs> telling you now, three-pin charger, guys, three-pin charger, 7-0. and We're going 7-0. and You know, I can realistically see in us losing the Open two games and there being hell for leather, hell to pay, and then we go on a run. The minimum I would accept into the buy is five and two. I prefer six and one. You can see us dropping the Broncos game. But, you know, it, it's such a nice schedule for a team trying to get ahead of the game on a Super Bowl run. So then we have our buy. Now, coming out, the four games after the buy are Falcons, 49ers, Chiefs for the second time, and the Cardinals. That is a tougher run. Was you cannot think we're going to smash that period. No, I think we'll lose two of those games. I think the 49ers and Cardinals, I think we'll drop 
We're going to beat the Chiefs. I've already told you we're going to sweep the Chiefs. And if we do, look, play me against the Falcons. They are absolute. A good friend of mine, uh, John Schofield, uh, if you're listening, John, he's a very knowledgeable guy. I'm going to get him on the podcast. He knows his stuff. If we don't beat the Falcons, I'll be really upset. Play me against the Falcons. They are rubbish. But I, I do think we'll lose two of those games, Cardinals and 49ers. Tough. It is tough. Dan, are, you, are we going to drop these two games? Uh, you know, it's, it's easy to say, make a case for any of the three latter games that we might drop. But again, they're all winnable. Yeah, you, ha- you have to look at that. Like, Falcons game is, is an easy one to look up and say that could be a massive... Uh, banana peel kind of situation where you're coming off a bye against an opponent that you might be underestimating because they are trash. Um, and it's the kind of game you could see a team quite easily stumbling at. But, I mean, come on. We're professional. We should beat the Falcons. 49ers, I'm, I don't think I'm as concerned as you are was with the 49ers. I, I don't really think there's a lot there. Of, offensively, at least. I mean, it's, it's what, Kittle... That's about it. Yeah. Is he going? Um, we'll see. Uh, anyway, anyway, Bez, uh, sorry, Dan. Banana Pills, week 17, Rams. You're a bit early. But um, Bananas <laughs> <laughs> on their um, helmets. Chiefs at home. Tough game. Winnable, losable. Could go either way. Don't really know. Uh, Cardinals in Arizona. That's that's probably the the first point in the state the season. Those two games and the first two games uh, as the kind of the, the this is where we're most likely to find our losses if we find any. Um, but the Cardinals, you've got what you've got. Um, they traded for um, Hollywood Brown during the draft um, to add another weapon to their offense uh, for Kyler Murray. So there's. There's con- reasons to be concerned with Arizona, but again, winnable. As long as we don't come out of any of these <clears throat> pretty much quarters with losing records in any of them, I think we're fine. Now, come on, John. This is going to be one and three, surely. You know, beat the Falcons, go on a three-game skid, surely going to happen. So charges to do that. Um, so my concern is of these three of these four games are on the road. So they're at um, Atlanta, at San Francisco. Then they come back for the Chiefs, and then they go back out um, again for that final game. So I think that it scares me to have to travel that much. Now, the good news is you got 49ers in California. You're back home in L.A., and then you only have to go to Arizona for the Cardinals. So the good news is it's not like we're traveling time zones, which is always really tough on our team when you're yeah. going through time zones to play. So I think the advantage is that even though we do, obviously Atlanta is outside of the time zone, but the with the fact that we get to buy week, then we fly to Atlanta, right? And then we get to come back to the West Coast and at least play San Francisco. Like that's not too bad. And then home for the Chiefs and then... Arizona, I think that makes it a lot easier, more manageable, but it does scary to have three or four games right there. Now, I would have loved to have played um, the Cardinals towards the end of the season because they have that general end of the season just flump, <laughs> just flump. So I, I, it's tough to face them in the middle because they might be in the middle. They're kind of like hyped up. Oh, the Cardinals are good this year. This year, it's, it's going to be the year before they choke it away at the end. So 
I don't know. I know there's some issues with Kyler Murray and his contract and what that looks like. And honestly, I'm still not sold on the offense there uh, in Arizona. And the defense is a little bit on the older side. So whether that defense can can repeat some of its successes in the past. So I don't think the Cardinals are necessarily like an elite team that I really worry too much about. 49ers, I don't think are – I mean, I think they're a boringly solid team. I think they've got a good defense, but I don't think their offense is very good. I mean, Trey Lance is supposed to be the future. He's supposed to be the starter this year. And they won't – you know, they haven't gotten rid of Jimmy G. And I think part of that is because – you know, there are rumors that they're still worried about Trey Lance's development. So yeah. you could have Jimmy Garoppolo, the average of average of quarterbacks. You could have a, a Trey Lance who's still trying to figure it out in his first full season as a starter, right? Um, yeah, and then, yeah, other than that, you've got Kittle and, and, and Debo maybe. That's it. And if you can plan for them, I mean, I, that's not an impossible game. The Falcons should be a win. I mean, I coming out of the bye week, losing to the Falcons would just be an awful awful presidents to set. You can't come out of the bye week and lose to the Falcons. That's just like, that's basically just, that's all on coaching at that point. That's all on the coaching not being good. And that would be a really, really bad sign for uh, for Staley if his team comes out of the bye week and can't beat a, a hapless, a mostly hapless Falcons team who's either going to be starting Mariota or Desmond Ryder, neither of both of which I'm more accurate as a QB then. So again, that Chiefs game sandwich in the middle is going to be tough playing them the second time. At least it's, it's at home. So I, I, I would love to say that this is a four and zero run uh, because I think they beat the chiefs at home. And then I think you can beat all three of those other teams, but I just feel like with the amount of travel that's happening and everything that's going on, and then you've got to play the Raiders after the Cardinals, you know, you got chiefs, then Cardinals and Raiders. I am a little bit more worried about that Cardinals game than I think I, I should be. It's an away game. It's sandwiched between uh, the chiefs and Raider uh, and Raiders could be one of those trap games as they call. So I just, it's, it's hard for me to imagine them going more than three and one here. Um, but again, I, I do think it's three and one is very attainable. I don't think there's any reason they can't come out of this as a three and one again, the, but keep, it, keeping that record pretty the, solid there. The charges thing would be that we'd lose it to the Falcons and beat the other three. That'd be the charges <laughs> thing of well, old, I think, of old. Yeah. Of old. Yeah. I think we're going one and three. I'm not being negative. I just think these are challenging road games. You beat the Falcons. You have a nice record. Um, and then you drop three games and we go into the Raiders game under pressure to win. Uh, so the next the next uh, fixtures would be Raiders, Dolphins, Titans and the Colts. So it's a real mixed bag of good potential teams, um, all AFC teams. The season for me is decided in the in this run of games. Um, Dan. Don't really want to spend too much time on on the Raiders. Um, I don't. Uh, I don't want to really judge the Raiders until we see what happens with their coaching and the way that they actually come out. And we won't know that until well, week one when we find out firsthand. Um, but it's again, it's a division game. It's in Las Vegas, so you'd probably have to favor the Raiders, but it's winnable. Dolphins, I know they've made a lot of improvements um, in terms of personnel, haven't they? They've added what Tyreek Hill was the latest yeah. big name they added. So there's there's reason for concern, but will he be the same player without, without Mahomes and with um, will Tua, Tua be healthy? Tua, no, in week no, he 14? Won't. no. Yeah. He's hit oh, the, the best, the best quarterback ever. From 2020. Oh yeah. Come on, we all loved him. Um, let's not let's not <laughs> dig about just that much. <laughs> uh, th- these are tougher games um, than 
than the other stretches, but I don't think there's anything there that scares me. We're looking at coming into this run, uh, what what would we be on at, at this point? By week 13, we'd have played 11 games. You're looking at maybe 7-4, and 8-3. and three. Um, There's no reason to think we can't continue up that kind of average of going 3-1. and one. It's just which of those is the one. Probably Raiders, knowing our luck. Derek Carr has the greatest game of his career. Um, I, 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 kind of, I, I kind of agree. I think we dropped the Raiders game um, to Derek having his one immense, trying to earn his money. And then, you know, Dolphins at home, Titans at home. It feels like wins to me. Uh, and then you go to the Colts off a two-game winning streak. Um, and you, I think you dominate a very odd Colts team this season. You dominate them and you start to gain momentum for the playoffs. You're not worried about Matt Ryan under center, Bess? <laughs> I like Matt. I like Matty Ice. Yeah, I, he's, know he's, I think he's knocking on a bit though, isn't he? He's just a bit of a Rivers. He, he, he's the kind of great quarterback I love to watch on a hapless team as he, he performs all right and the team lose. That's usually the case. Um, any thoughts? What do you reckon, Yeah, John? I think we're going to... Look, we're trying to stop the run. We're trying to build the defence to stop the run. Jonathan Taylor, Naheem Hines, Philip Lindsay, if they're all healthy, are going to pose us problems. Um, if, you know, it's late on, so there's a risk that one of those three won't be playing. There's also a risk that some of our uh, premier uh, defensive linemen, linebackers, won't be fit. So it's gonna uh, the Colts. I can see as a, a Colts as a game that we could potentially lose. Uh, I don't. I'm not worried at all about the Dolphins. But prior to the Colts, we got the Titans. We've got that other man, haven't we? The Beast, Mr. Henry. He's going to also challenge us. So the, the Titans and the Colts. I think the, the the biggest challenges out of that group of of, of uh, fixtures, in, in my opinion. But if we can improve our run defense. It could change the narrative. At this at this moment in time, we're only speculating of what's going to happen in in sort of eight months. Well, I think uh, you know along that line of thinking. If I think about kind of what we're looking at in the earlier, I think they beat the Raiders opening day in LA to send a message, and I think I think that reverberates through the Raider organization, and I do think that the Raiders are going to underperform. Uh, not just because I hate the Raiders, I just I just see the way that team is put together, and I've never really trusted um, McDaniel's as a coach. So I could see that team kind of going through some real growing pains, um, and so I could see the Raiders by December kind of floundering. Right, so I could see that Raiders as being a win, even though it's in a, uh, in uh, Las Vegas. Uh, the Dolphins game, the fact that we're at home for that game and they've got to fly into L.A., I think that gives us a leg up. Uh, and then again, I, I, Tua, as much as I like the kid, uh, I just think that there might be the limitations may be there. And I don't know how much he's going to advance. Yeah, he's got some great weapons, but, you know, it, well, it's it's to be seen where that, you know, how that results on the field. So I also think the dolphins could be in a floundering state at that point. So, uh, I mean, they may have Tyreek Hill already asking for a trade by December 11th. It's just a thing. So, um, at that point, I think again, 
I think Raiders, Dolphins, those are wins. And I agree with Waz. I think the Titans and the Colts, uh, because the premier running backs they have, I think that gives us fits. Now, the by this point, our defense should be solidified and gelled. Like our defense should know it's should know what it is at that point. Um, so I think that'll be that'll be the real test is how do they do against a Derrick Henry led team, uh, a Jonathan Taylor led team. Um, how does that work out for them? So uh, I think those two can easily be kind of coin tosses of are they wins or losses? Um, I think the fact that we get to play the Titans at home and then we have to travel to Indianapolis probably implies um, that that is a, um, that, that the Colts game might end up being kind of the loss of the two. I think bringing, I think the Titans traveling that late in the season might be good for us. So uh, again, I, I think optimistically, I think this is a three and one schedule. I think this is the toughest three and one uh, that they're going to have uh, right. throughout the season. I think uh, because all four of those teams are probably going to have winning records. I don't know if all, I don't know if all four of them for sure are going to have winning records, but I would say at least three or four of them will have winning records by the end of the season this year. That's my anticipation, maybe all four of them. So you're playing four teams that are, they're going to have wins under their belt. They're going to be at least quality teams, right? Maybe not really good teams, all of them, but they're going to be all four are quality. So that's a tough four game stretch there, um, which again could be pivotal in, in depending on how the division looks and how, and how the conference looks could be very, could be very pivotal uh, for what's what they need to do. So, um, you know, I, I think three and one is, is realistic on that point. So then we finish up the season with the battle for LA against the Rams. And then we have the Broncos to finish. Uh, by that point, you have to hope we've already got a playoff spot or we're close to. We don't want to be relying on those two games to needing to be wins to get us in. Um, I'll go straight back to John. You know, do you see us claiming top spot? Are this, is this a potential Super Bowl preview matchup or, or is it a bit of a wet rag? Uh, I don't, I don't think, I don't think that's the case. I don't I don't think the Rams repeat. I just don't see that happening. So I think ultimately what you're seeing here, I think this could be, you know, assuming they have the momentum, assuming they're they're playing well at that point, I think they finish the season strong. Uh two straight wins in January, um, uh, which I think helps get them to that um playoff spot. So you know, at this point, if they do sweep these last two games, which I think is a real possibility, that probably rounds them out at somewhere between that kind of 12 and four optimistically, but maybe more of an 11 and five, depending on how that four game stretch between the, you know, Titans, Colts, Dolphins, and Chargers go. So again, you see a lot of people talking about 12 and four, 11 and five uh, being a, a good realistic plan for the, or at least a win total for them. I, I think that, I think that's what gets us there right there. You know, this, you know, beating, I think honestly, the Titans, Char uh, Colts and Rams, those three games are going to be the ones that really, um, that really decide what this record is going to be. I think the difference between 11, uh, uh, sorry, the difference between uh, 11 wins and a 12 win season, sorry, 11, six, 12, just between 11 win season and a 12 win season, I think is um, going to be these, this stretch of three games, the chargers, the, or sorry, the Titans, the Colts and the, and the Rams. I think if they can come out of that, either two and one or three and no, uh, that could, you know, that's, what's going to vault them into a, a, an elite uh, type of season. Dan, you scared of the banana helmets? <laughs> Not particularly. Not particularly. Um, I think, uh, as as John said, I don't think there's any um, real risk of them repeating. But they could well go on a run and dominate their division. Um, and who's to say that in week 17, anything matters for the Rams? 
Um, it's at that point in the season where I, I don't think anything will matter for the Broncos um, in week 18. Um, so I think we've, I'm not really that scared here. Um, you, it's at home, is regardless of uh, is it a home game or an away game? Doesn't matter. It's at home. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm not. Let me I'm tell not, you what's going to happen. Scared with this? Basically, this whole season, I'm I'm just looking to go there and enjoy. That's a good attitude. Go on, Wars. Now get let us me, all let me tell you wound up. Happen. I was chilled then for a minute. <laughs> right, the Rams, it's obviously, it's going to be bigged up by the media. They're going to go overboard with it. It's going to be a primetime game. It's going to finish 17-14. It's going to be a close affair, in my opinion. I think by the time we play the Rams, we've um, we've already secured a playoff berth. Whether we're going to win the division or not, I'm not entirely sure. If we beat the Rams, I think we'll win the division. And I think that... We'll go to the Broncos, having already um, secured the division, and we'll end up playing a weakened team. So I can see us losing to the Broncos, and I, um, I'm telling you now, we'll finish five and one in the division. That'll be the game that we will sort of. The no one cares about. Yeah, no one cares about. Uh, the Rams is a bit of a, a, a strange one because at the end of the day, it's 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 a home game for both uh, franchises. Um, yeah, we we look end of the day it's, it's winnable but it's also winnable for them as well um i just think that the, the, the broncos is almost a a nothing game i really really don't think we'll go into a week 18 as we did last season needing to win to get into the playoffs because we've upgraded uh brandon staley has had another 12 months to uh polish and refine his team uh the playbook uh, Herbert has got another year behind him, um, and the reinforcements are pretty elite. Uh, and for that reason, I think week 18 will be a non event. And I, I can live with that. I, I would rather go to Denver and lose with a, with a second string team, uh, you know, 30, 21, or whatever the Chase case is. Chase Daniel be. becomes it. Yeah, yeah. Broncos, whatever. Yeah. Rather than going there, getting beaten up, and having to win. In overtime or losing overtime, as we as we did in Las Vegas, so yeah, I mean, look, I think it is really it's really an interesting uh, schedule this year um, because of our start and the way it's going to finish. I mean, if you'd have said uh, before the schedule release that you'll, you'll play two divisional games and then you'll finish with a penultimate game against the Rams and then a road game uh, in Denver. You'd have gone, well, actually, yeah, that's... It's, it's interesting. Was it three or four years ago we couldn't get a primetime game full of the money? Now we've got three or four already, and that'll increase as the season goes We're a big on. deal, Was We're a big deal. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. And people need to get on big the deal, Justin balls. Herbert tra- uh, train uh, because he's coming for you. It's as simple as that. Well, uh, record time. I think we're going 12 and 5. I think it is a wild card record... I think we'll be on the road in the playoffs. Um, but I think it is a 12 and 5 where we're in comfortably. And then we'll, maybe we drop a couple at the end that, that aren't that meaningful. Um, am I far off? Am I being pessimistic? Are you are you a way ahead? You, both of you are very comfortable with the Chargers roster. You think we're going to do well. 12 and 5 is my bet. I throw my chips into the ring, gentlemen. What's your bet? 12 and 5. 
I've just gone through, just gone through, having a look, just throwing in a couple that I think, ah, we might lose one here. And he's dropped his mic. (laughs) Mic drop. It was the light. Um, It was the light. (laughs) 12 and 5. I I agree with you there. I I picked um, a Raiders game. I think we'll lose one. A um, Chiefs game. I think we'll lose one. Um, Then just a couple, a smattering of games throughout, like the Cardinals, as I mentioned. Um, One of those final two games, because something won't be on the line for someone and it just won't go the way we expect. Yeah. And then just one other loss in the middle of the season somewhere. So yeah, I think five, and five, yeah. And five with a potential of it being like fifteen and two. Um, what we can't have is a is a miss on the playoffs. Um, no, we can't, so yeah. Dan. You're absolutely right, mate. We we must, we absolutely must hit the playoffs. And this is this is a problem if. With what's gone on, with the expectation, with Justin Herbert, with the fact that Brandon Staley's been so aggressive, with the fact that the front office have been so aggressive in free agency, the fact that we got a uh, a premier um, guard in, in the draft, um, if we don't make the playoffs, it'll be an absolute disaster. Now, people might say, oh, you just overreacted. No, we're not, because... We've got a short window now where we've got all the roster together. You're going to start seeing Keenan Allen now coming into the wrong side of 30. You know, Joey Bose is not getting any younger. Um, we've got a short window with this group of players together. Um, and Herbert's not, contract. Yeah, Herbert's contract. We've got to win this year, boys. Got we've got to win. win. And we're not we're not a finished article yet. I still think we're 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 light in the in the running game. Um Tight ends a bit of a question mark, uh, but actually, we have to really hit the ground running, and that's why I've been you could say over optimistic. Are you taking the over and under? Over or under 12 and a 12 5? I, I think I think 12 and 5 is a minimum for this team with this schedule. The things that are going to trip us up is that Rams game, the penultimate game. And then whether or not we can afford to basically waive the Broncos game. So I wouldn't be surprised to see us go 13 and four. But I do think in that second half of the season, there's some potential banana skins, as uh, as, as Dan said earlier on. Not just because of who we're playing, players, injuries, you know, um, anything. That, that, when you get to sort of weeks nine and ten, a lot of players have put their body on the line, uh, especially in the trenches. Uh, and I think that's all it takes is one or two players to go down, upsets the rhythm, uh, and that's you screwed. Um, but it, it's doable. We have got an exceptionally good team. We have got to stay one step ahead of the Chiefs. And that is the concern every year. But also as well, I'm sure now the Broncos will be feeling buoyant. I'm sure the the Raiders will be feeling uh, buoyant as well by the fact that they've got a new coach, uh, the fact that they've got Devontae Adams. I think they're going to need a lot more than that to make an impression. But there there are experts out there now, um, other than us four, but I'm saying that the Chargers are going to win the division. But we've got. It'd be nice to see one finally as a Chargers fan. Never seen. it, it would, and we need to stop doing the things that we've done historically, like. 
going to the Browns and being the only team to lose against the Browns in a season and, you know, <laughs> and, and going to Houston and getting blown out. That oh, was yeah. embarrassing. That or was the Patriots game embarrassing. With yeah, and... yeah oh, the, the Patriots game, uh, you know, get, getting getting killed 45 to zip. That that stuff needs to stop. It needs to stop. Well, I've got some good news before we end the podcast. Two new players to the Chargers. Um, the first is Zach Bailey. He's a right tackle. He's bounced around the league after going undrafted. Um, and more recently, he was with the Washington Commanders, or whatever they were called back then. Um, the guy looks like Ka- uh, fodder fodder for the camp battles to go up against Storm Norton and Trey Pitkins. There's not a lot to get too excited about. He just, I just think it's uh, an interesting waiver claim that the, the team felt they had to make to, to bring in some competition at the position. Um, and the other one we brought in was Morgan Fox, who is an interior defensive pass rusher on the D-line. His best season was under Staley at the Rams, where he had six sacks. And last year, playing uh, for Carolina, he had 34 tackles, 18. Um, yeah, he, he was there, but so was most of the Carolina's defense. They were just there. They were just there. But, um, you know, I think it's an interesting, a really good pickup, an exciting pickup. It replaces Justin Jones, who I liked last year and he got overpaid by the Bears. Um, and it's it's it goes into this whole, we, we've brought him, we've brought Carl Van Noy in. It's clear that what they want to spend the money now to have a roster to compete. This is this is the year, boys. There's no talking about building. We may not be complete. This yeah. is the year. I think they think back up with Joseph Day as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. Joseph Day. Yeah, and they're best mates. They're best mates. Yeah. Look, my, my, look I'm gonna, it's not a negative. It's an observation. Bailey, I don't think they know what they want to do at right tackle. But like you said, Bez, maybe force that competition because then people are going to have to step up to the mark. Um, but I think look, they're going to be creative at right tackle because we've got Zion Johnson and he immediately takes one guaranteed guard spot. They also drafted Salmia. Um, who I like a lot and was yeah. dropped in the draft. And I I don't, and not enough people are realizing that he is our other guard, which means where does Matt Filer go? I think Matt Filer is our right tackle. I just I see don't it think happening. Should, I, 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 I think that'd be a massive mistake. But then you're playing Storm Norton or Trey Pipkins instead of a talented second to third round pick who dropped. But in the same token, Bez, I do think under Brandon Staley, he will sit down with that group in in the in the coaches' room and say, "Right, guys, are we happy to move Matt out to the right tackle and shake things up?" I do believe the players will have a say in in what's going down. Um, unlike in previous years, where it's been an autocratic um, leadership model, so the, the players will say as well if they're not comfortable, um, and the, the coaches will pick up on that. You know, in the one-to-ones, in the group chats, in the uh, OTAs, in the practice, it will all come out. And I, look, I absolutely 100% trust Brandon Staley and his coaching staff to do the right thing. I really do. I really do. Staley is one of those very, very few coaches in modern sports that I pay any attention to. I think he's engaging, he's clear, and he's to the point. There's not many other people like it. I've mentioned it before. I'll say it again. Jurgen Klopp's one, but when you go around all the different sports, yeah. some of them just talk crap. Leave your I- scouts out of it. Bloody Liverpool! Hey. I, hope they get, I hope they get absolutely trounced by Real Madrid. No, they won't. Hala, Hala Madrid. They won't. Anyway, something about Everton. 
something about Everton losing two <laughs> one. Um, but yeah, look, I'm 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 confident that they'll know what they're doing. But just the fact that Bailey's coming in, they're not quite sure. But but, but which is great, you know. You've you've taken that um, you've taken that decision, and um, hopefully they'll 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 fix the issue. Hope so. Well, guys, you know it's exciting. Two new players. The schedule. The boring schedule. But we've talked about it and we've talked about what the Chargers are potentially going to do. Guys, have you got any last remarks before we wrap up the podcast? No, we've, we've lost Johnny. He's had to shoot off. Obviously, uh, an emergency at the Herbert Anger. Hopefully, all's well. But no, um, massively excited. Hopefully, I can get out giddy. to uh, You're a giddy LA. Kipper. I am. I am. I, hope, I, I was going to consider going back to Las Vegas. I've been before. Um, not to watch the NFL, but but... I just can't give up the opportunity to go to the SoFi Stadium. I think yeah, yeah. every Charger has got to get out there at some point in their in their lives. It's an amazing spectacle. Chargers, if you're listening, ban him. He's a jinx. <laughs> I am. Oh, Daniel, no, I, hang on. I watched, we, we beat the Titans when we played at Wembley. Yeah, I've never seen them lose in person. So. Well, d- send Dan. Just post him out there. Dan, any last comments before we finish? No. It's been a delight. Guys, just to let you know, thank you for listening as always. Uh, and we're gearing up into the off-season, into the regular pre-season friendly and the regular season. But before, I've got a little snippet. Coming up next week, we have an exclusive with the Lightning Round podcast. We are collaborating with them. So get so excited and hyped for a special episode, including Jamie Hoyle from, uh, from them. Uh, and guys, it's been a privilege, a pleasure. Here's to a great season. Bolt up.